BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All right, well, let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Public Access in America. I had a simple question, and I brought the crew on to be here. Uh, Joining me, as always, is Jeffrey, you know, co-host of Public Access America. Also joining us is host of Adam Has a Beard and... uh, manager of elements divide and luckily for us a public access co- uh, contributor so i appreciate y'all being here i i asked you a simple question yesterday or the day before right and i i wanted to get into it 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 was a question that had originated on inspirations beyond disabilities and so i kind of wanted to continue the conversation and adam i'm going to start with you and just ask you the question What's a man? What is he supposed to be? What is he supposed to do? What is what is he supposed to project to his family, friends, and the world, you know? Assalamu alaikum, everyone. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think, feel. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10. We did not know each other, and we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who was taking donations from the NRA, shame on you. I believed them when they said they were sleeping on concrete floors. I believed them. Children being separated from their parents in front of an American flag. I believe them. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if you're going to figure out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. And here we are. I believe these women. You're wrong. I feel extremely lucky to, to be here with all of you fighting for justice, for equality, for the right for us to equally exist in this country. There were 329 uprisings, 157 cities within four and a half years. And neither Martin nor Fannie had any control over that. We might be headed to the promised land of speaking the truth and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. But their children were saved and their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Access America. Make a stand. I know I did. Thank you very much. And may God bless America. May God bless America. May God bless America. Dude, it's a kind of a tricky, a tricky thing, you know, these days, because, you know, most of us grown up with that, that macho attitude macho father macho grandfather i never had my grandfather around but but it that the whole concept of a man is supposed to rule the house right well i don't think those old schoolers ever indicate ever ever thought about the whole process of man well what if you know we a, a man is a true a man fuck now i'm getting confused fucking fuck my life you're all right 
<laughs> no, it's because it's, it's, it's a confusing thing because you're in you're in one generation, but you're looking back at other generations for right. examples of what to be, and that's where it all gets so confusing to me, you know. And I saw one hundred percent. That's why. I, that's why I asked it. There is no easy answer to this question, and it just no. you no. Think there is because it's so simple, right? <laughs> it's absolutely not simple, and that's why I'm so damn confused. Because yeah. so, like, like you said, most of us are looking backwards. Like my father was super macho, just like you know, try to rule the house, right? Yeah, you know, I imagine my grandfather. You know, he had 13, 14, 15 kids. He was trying to rule the house, but looking back, and actually looking back, the man of the house was not my grandfather or my dad, the man of the house is my mom right. or my grandmother. So, I mean, what makes a man, a man is a man who's supposed to support his old lady, his wife, his, his partner, um, and hundred percent back her while she has his back too. So, I mean, a man is somebody is a vessel who is there to teach the next generation, the proper way to be the proper way to act, the proper way to, you know, respectfully, uh, cruise through this thing this journey we call life you know what i mean am i wrong fuck uh, probably am i right probably not you know what i mean there is no right <laughs> but or wrong i know answer. that's the thing exactly to everybody it's different i don't want to i don't want to stereotype you in any way but you have this great ability because you're here in america you were born here but you mm -hmm. also know people that grew up and were raised in mexico so the Correct. perception you have of a man is just so unique in the fact that you know multicultural men you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's something i don't have and so it was important that i found out just kind of from your perspective because like i said you are a tug rope of tradition and you wait know, adam's tugging rope and awareness <laughs> that's what he was doing before his camera came on to... but what do you think, what do you think jeffrey do you agree with adam you, oh, abs i i do i do to to a certain extent um and i'll provide a little bit more historical context because Ooh. one of the things that we have to look at is is that the idea and definition of a man has changed so much and so just kind of going back over the last 500 years of written history alone going back 2000 years you're going to see all of these definitions what we have today versus what they are now right. are very different so like for example like things that defined manhood you know some things have stayed the same like for example military service is one that has very much stayed the same it's just that now that's not something that is strictly uh, strictly limited to men now you have you have people serving in the military and i think that's the right course yep. because sure. i I, I think i think anybody who's willing to sign up to do that has well, number one, crazy, and number two, um, I think that that takes a level of dedication. That the idea that only men have that level of dedication is stupid. Like, right. if you're willing, if you're willing to fight and protect other people, like that's that's your thing. Uh, so, to me, that's that's you know looking at some of these things that have changed. Um, but even like even if you look at just like the last. 200 years for example people who were tailors like tailors was ta tailoring was considered a man's job mm -hmm. and now if you do clothing like people start to wonder are you really a man what are, are you gay you right. know what's what's going on here like like mm -hmm. gay men aren't men for example it's it's a weird it's a weird thing uh that's art. kind of where I was hoping this would go at some point, would butt up against the traditional version art. of what a man is and the other sexual version of what a man should be. So thank you. Even even as even as 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 recently as 1950, because I've got this, I've got this, you know, sitting at home with me. Mm -hmm. Being a barber was a man's job. Being a hairstylist was a woman's job. Right. And you didn't cross those two realms. But now people now men get weirded out if they have a male barber because a man touching their face is gay is it is it no it's not fucking gay it's fucking stupid right. dude i tell you what when mr tyler cut my hair down at the refined man here's a shameless plug for me uh refined man barbershop <laughs> i did not feel those feelings of like oh man there's a man touching me i felt that man i'm getting somebody who's going to shave me up and is going to cut me up right right that's and see now, most most people, most I, I'm not going to say most men or most women, most people are now thinking 
you know, uh, that whole spectrum is is a beautiful spectrum. But that's mm-hmm. just my spectrum. You know what I mean? I, I I can't speak for you, Jeffrey. I don't. It's possible that we're we're aligned on that same spectrum where we don't see we don't see lines. We see uh, colors. We see beauty. We see right. we see everything that we need to see. That's that we actually see. That we're trying to project as a man to teach our children. Hey, this is what you should be seeing. You shouldn't be seeing black, white. That's it. We're we're trying to see. Look at these palettes of colors. Yeah. Independence. When I was raising my daughter, I was raising her to be independent woman. Independent, strong woman. You don't need to rely on anybody. You just you need to know that your family has your back. That you can always come to your family. And if you ever needed your family, your family would be there. Now, my son, on the other hand, I'm teaching him how to be. Hey, one, don't be a fucking pig. Okay, you, you do not grab the fucking ladies. Do not mistreat ladies. Do not act like a fucking asshole around ladies. You know what I mean? I just I can't stress that enough because I see that growing up. I saw that. And now to see my son, who is the kindest, he's the most beautiful kid. He's eight years old, going to be nine pretty soon, but he is beautiful. He's kind. He's thoughtful. He's thinking about things like, you know, he's like, ah, man, when he's wrong, I ask him. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I should have thought about that. I'm like, yes, yeah. yes, I'm doing something right. Because you know what? He is going to see the palette. He's going to see not only a man barber, he's going to see a woman barber, or he's going yeah. to see a barber. How about that? You know what yeah. I mean? And that's that's a beautiful thing. The spectrum is just it's it's something that will define a man, not just what he does. But, but it's a spectrum that a man can slide on, right? Like a man, a man can be sensitive when he needs to be. Like I like I said, if your wife needs a hug and she needs someone to listen to, then yeah, you know what I mean. You're gonna sit there and listen to your wife, and you're gonna give her a hug and be Mister Sensitive. On the other hand, if she needs her tire changed, you're gonna get the jack. You're gonna pick up the you know. You're gonna do yeah. what needs to be done, and that's what a man. Uh, a man should be next man up and it, the responsibility shouldn't be gendered. Like laundry, man, shouldn't, right. laundry shouldn't be a man or a woman thing. Like cutting a tree down shouldn't be a man or a woman thing. It should just be next man up ability or whether you do it together or yep. whether you're fighting as a team on different fronts to accomplish something. You know? Yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And, and, you know, and really like for me, like the problem with the idea of what is a man is this idea that, that there's going to be this inherent box that if you fall into this, you're a man and anything else is not. Right. Uh, so for me, like I've, I, I've had to really sit down and rethink that and start thinking about instead of asking, asking what it is to be a man, what is it to be human instead? I love like, how he goes where I want to go. That's what was in because, my head two <laughs> minutes ago. I was because, like, yeah. I'm still primitive, man. I'm very primitive when it comes to Jeffrey. You know, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed of it either, man. I'm not ashamed of it. Go ahead, Jeffrey. I'm sorry. No, no. So so the reality is, is like for me growing up, like, you know, my father figure, my father figures were terrible examples. You know, best example I had was my mom. Right. And so I had to learn a lot of lessons from my exactly. mom on what to do and what not to do. Me too. In fact, like, like me getting started working on vehicles. It wasn't my dad or my stepdad teaching me. It was my mom teaching me because my mom worked in her dad's uh, muffler shop. And so learning vehicles started with my mom. Uh, The fact of the matter was, is that, you know, when it came to really learning how to dress animals, it wasn't my dad or my stepdad that taught me. It was actually my mom who used to clean my dad's animals after he had killed them. Like the idea that, you know, that, all of these lessons should have come from one place and not the other is completely fascinating where I grew up, you know, and a lot of times, you know, it didn't really matter. You had, you had people running combines, you had people driving trucks, you had people fulfilling various needs and it's time to stop thinking of this in gender roles. It's like, what mm-hmm. is it that you're good at? What are you going to do? What are you going to teach the next generation? hundred percent. Right. 100%. Because what's going to make a man is his legacy. What is his legacy? His children. What's his children going to do? How are his children going to act? How are the children going to be? Right. You want those children to be little assholes? Hell no. You know what? A man is defined, and this is why I'm primitive there, Jeffrey. A man is defined by how he teaches his children to act when he goes out and they go out to the world. Mm-hmm. So me being me, being me, and me being having, having my father in my life, raised by my mother, oh, you know what I mean? Right. And my it, it was completely uh, uh, it, uh, along the same lines. I mean, every time I needed to learn something, it was my mom. 
Hey, we're going to go to, we're going to Los Angeles. You know, we're going to East LA. We're going to go see your family, your cousins and talk about life on the trip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mom was always the one to teach me about this, teach me about that shit. Now she tells me I make better enchiladas than her. I, I, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah there's certain not, things there are certain things like i you know <laughs> my watching my mom make an apple pie from scratch is by far the most amazing thing that legendary I've, oh, oh god and it's it tastes the same every single time and it's so good every single time yeah i mean like for me like going camping literally starting fires and setting up tents the only person who ever took me camping was my mom yeah yeah so what is a man that's That's question. whatever he wants to be i think that somebody's determined at the end of their life not not in the middle so you can't tell me i'm good or bad until until the vote's in till i'm dead and then you can say he was whatever you think i was but i think that that being a good man means being a good human and that means being comfortable with your decisions throughout your life yep full send realistically for me like my hope is is that i have passed on some some good enough lessons mm-hmm. to my kids and that they take the best of what i had to give right and they either use it because it still holds up or they tweak it so that way it's better for the next group like yes. that's awesome in the end like in the end like this desire to you know like I, that's the the this desire to like have your name live on in some way shape or form mm-hmm. to me is is a fool's errand because who am i who who should give a shit who i am like if my legacy is just you know enough to where that i taught some great lessons to the people around me that they were able to take and make better yeah. fantastic great if i end up doing something that's really cool that you know persists uh, you know in society for a while longer also awesome but that's not my running goal right you know in the end and see that's where i differ that's where i disagree i think my running goal i know my running goal is my legacy of my children my name i want my name to live on with my kids i want my kids to be able to tell stories like i tell stories of my grandfather or my grandfather's grandfather or my great 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 grandfather you know what i mean these stories these legacies you know but every Every story, now here's where it gets different, where it kind of aligns with you now, Jeffrey, where every story comes down and it comes down to me. I want my story being the letter being told where my name being said, well, you know what? He did what, how he learned from his father, but he tweaked it to make it better for his children. And my children telling stories, I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? My grandfather was an asshole, but my father, you know what? He did better. Right. He did a lot better. He didn't beat my ass. He didn't he didn't leave my ass, you know, stranded at high school because I was playing a white boy sport. Mm. He didn't he didn't like, you know, uh kick me out of the house for defending his mother, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it it's I, my name, my legacy, my it is my children. I want mm-hmm. my children to be fucking happy. And if if they're truly happy, my name lives on. And that's my striving goal. That's my primitive goal as as a man that i am being one a proud mexican to being proud american born here in america i want my name to live on because i want to be i am the first of my generation to be born here in the united states right i am the first of my generation to change the narrative on how a man is supposed to be right i am the first gen to to raise my children way better than i could could have been raised you know what i mean not because of the means, not because of the time, not because of the money, but because of my heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I think is the most important as as a man to let me make my name live on. You know what I mean? So that's where I disagree with you, Je- there, Jeffrey. But at the same time, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, if that makes sense. No, it does. And and that's the thing is, is like you know, even for me, like there is some legacy that has carried on. Like for example. You know, I, I talk about William Henry Seward a lot, Abraham Lincoln, secretary of state, someone who was so upset at the institution of slavery that he literally, you know, threw away his chance at being the next president because he wouldn't tone it back. And he lost to Lincoln who ultimately would select him to be a secretary of state. Mm. 
That's you know, cool. and so there's there's some things that you know my name does carry with it, and and those are things that I'm absolutely proud of, and those are things that, you know, I'm going to keep teaching and keep moving forward. But the idea that my name has to carry on is not a thing for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's to me the lessons that I can teach are far more important than the name because the lessons are the things that are going to keep moving on, keep progressing forward. Yeah. You know? Now, along those same lines, Jeffrey, let me ask this question to the both of you guys. Do you think ego has a lot to do with what is a man? Absolutely. No question. Yeah. Yeah, See, it just doesn't I, seem I like any of us, none of us have the ego of that. But I think maybe in certain demographics, I think perspective, okay. is, I think peer pressure is though, like a guy that you know is a man and you're acting different than him and he's judging you because you're not like him, you know, yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it, the stereotypes, but I don't know. I think we're all pretty confident ego wise, you know, <laughs> I think, I, I think it, I, I think it, it depends. It depends on, I mean, ego absolutely is something that drives it, but behind that, what is, what is the, what is it that's driving that ego? Mm, I think right. that's, that's actually what you have to, what you have to strip back to, um, yeah. you know, because for some people it's, it's clearly about, you know, being personally noticed. Like they have to be like it, what it's, it's them, it's them being noticed. It's them being yeah. any, you know, any sort of positive recognition has to be on them. And then the same token, you'll find that a lot of the same people will take that negative recognition and disperse it to the wind, mm-hmm. you know, because their ego can't handle the fact that, if they're wrong, they're wrong. And so it has to be somebody else's fault. Right. You see, here's where I take my mother's approach onto things, man. My, my mom worked. Well, my dad was out starting franchises in different, in different states, if right. you will, in different cities, if you will, by franchises, I mean, different kids. Um, mm. My mom was working three jobs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And her ego was so, how do I put it? Non-existent. Right. She worked so hard and got so little credit for uh, for four little assholes who were growing up, you know, practically in poverty. But we didn't know it. We were fucking happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So take to take that lesson, knowing goddamn well that my kids won't won't appreciate what they what they've got. They won't they won't understand what we went through yeah. to get to the point where we're at. They won't understand all the shit that we're, you know, providing for them. You know what I mean? The roof over there, the clothes on their back, mm-hmm. the electricity, the internets, the insert whatever the fuck we got here in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that by taking that strong mentality and shaping the man that I am today, I think that ego comes into effect a little bit by saying, you know, hey, shit, look at me. I'm proud that, that I did this. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't give a fuck who who outside of my circle inside of my house notices what I can give two shits. You know what I mean? So that's where my ego comes into play where it's like, yeah, man, inside my house. Yeah. Fucking a man. This is the shit outside my house. Fuck you. I don't care. You kiss. You can all kiss my whole assholes. You know what I'm saying? Like the quote Dustin Poirier from last night, but I just like, I just, I just don't know. You know I mean? Yeah. Where are we going to push this narrative? How are we going to teach these kids? You know, I mean, these kids who, weren't raised by good parents or one good parent you know what mm-hmm. i mean to instill that heart that that value well, how's that gonna how's that gonna come into play yeah and that's what i worry about the most you know it's just mm-hmm. weird that we're looking at uh, media social media tv internet and we're looking at like what media portrays as a great man or yeah. a, or a great you know husband or a great dad and then we go back and we want to emulate that, but we have no real examples of that in real life. Like you 100%. said, like my dad left when I was three and came back dead when I was 17. So I didn't have that role model, but yeah. media told me what a man should be. You know what I mean? And I had, yes. I had, a, I had a limited number of examples from TV to learn from because every man was like the same Tim Allen type or whatever, you know, like, they weren't super sensitive. And then I got to know guys like Adam and Jeffrey, and then it started to change. And I started to have real examples of what real men should be like. And I realized that I'm no different than you guys, you know, 
Like yeah, that. you're not, man. You're you're a kind, sensitive son of a bitch, just like me. Yeah, <laughs> but we yeah. we need to stop like pretending that our life is going to be something like the Brady Bunch, you know? Like, oh hell no! That life is. Oh hell no! Like, I mean, imagine what's his name? What was his name of the Brady Bunch? What was the dad's name? Yeah, I don't know. What was it? Will oh, Will Sasso? Will Farrell? Will Mike, Mike Wachowski? Wow, I don't know. <laughs> I know he was a drunk that beat women, you know, like the original yeah, in guy. Real life. So, yeah, so let me ask you this, man. Let's let's go into the media circus here. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, both you guys, I'm gonna ask this question to you guys too. Growing up, who was the role model you seen on TV that you wanted to be like? Bill Cosby. That's sad. That- <laughs> It is said, and I know why you said Bill Cosby because on TV he played this fantastic parent, right? Great dad, yeah, just a great yeah. dad. Jeffrey, none of them. I, 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 for me, like it was, I resented a lot of it simply because you know my dad wasn't around and my stepdad was a giant piece of shit. So, mm-hmm. like, I resented all of it, I hated all of it, I couldn't relate to any of them. Right. So like, like the, you know, for me, like all I saw on television was lies and bullshit because that was not anything close to what I grew up with. Yeah. Nothing on TV resembled my life at all. hundred percent. hundred percent. Me, I, for me, it was William Shatner. You know why? He was banging all sorts of red and green ladies. Well, Color was nothing to him. And I was like, man, that's, I want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but did, did it represent my life completely fuck no it didn't it was completely nothing like my life i mean nothing like my life my dad never prepped me for going into into public schools i went into schools blind right. not knowing english not knowing a goddamn lick of english getting beat up every single fucking day i was like damn this really sucks not knowing and then finally i learned english in the third grade all these assholes making fun of me while hair's at him because he he doesn't speak any english and i'm like my first words were, well, fuck you. Yeah, right. Principal's <clears throat> office, I went. You know what I mean? Yeah. I learned English over the summer, motherfuckers. To the principal's office. Yes, okay. My dad never prepped me for that. Right. <laughs> All he prepped me for was when I got called, you know, got in trouble for that shit, you know, at school. Man, he picked me up from, he snatched me up from school, beat my ass when I got home, mm. and right to work I went. And that was my punishment. Yeah, but didn't bother oh, to tell you how to get through the situation. You know what I mean? Right. 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 My mom, on the other hand, was like, was like, look, this is what you have to, you need to, you have to learn, teach me. And then by teaching me, we can teach the rest of the, the kids and the, the family and mm-hmm. we can be better than what your dad is right now. Oh, that's what a man is supposed to be. Oh. Better than what came before him. Right. Ooh, I like right. That. So I, it's William Shatner. It's still William Shatner. I see no colors. I see beauty. <laughs> I love you that. know what I mean, I lo- but, but still, no, <laughs> but still, you you still you have what you what you've evolved into what a man like. For me, being the straight line in a situation while everybody else is going up and down and crazy, remaining steady, Eddie in a crisis, to me is what I want to portray a man to be. Is there something that you do that you want your son to see by example, but not you're not telling him, but just something that you want him to know a man is? Yeah. A, I mean, human, I want... a human, a man, a human, a man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I want him to see that, you know, by treating other people, by talking to other people, by listening to other people, that you can open up a whole different world as opposed to these closed-minded individuals. Yeah. And see, so when he sees me talking to other people and they see that he sees that they're laughing when they're talking to me, man, why not try to be kind to, to that person? It doesn't even matter what person it is. I mean, you know, man, yeah. woman, doesn't matter what color because my friends, I have a, a, a plethora of friends yeah. of all colors and races. And I don't give a shit about color and race. I see heart. I see their soul. I can see their color when you approach them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could tell when, for me, for whatever reason, I can come up to somebody and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not a very good person because I can feel it. I can see your color. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not skin color, man. It's it's your aura. It's how, it's how you project yourself. So if my son could see that when I'm talking to somebody and they're having a good time talking to me, that's what I want him to learn. That's the one thing I want him to learn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Is there anything, Jeffrey, that you just think you personally want to portray as what you think the future men should should be more like? Um, yeah, actually, I think I think being listeners to others' experiences is is going to be huge for us moving forward. Because, you know, we've lived in a society dominated where it was our point of view and our point of view alone. And now that we have the ability to hear a vast array of points of view, we're going to learn some things that I'm not going to lie. I'm sure. And I'm sure Adam has felt this, you know, we learn some things and you kind of feel a bit attacked. You're like, I, you know, why you say, you say this, but that I'm not like that. Why, why would you say it? And then you're like, oh, okay, let's, let's think about this for a little bit. Let's sit down and go, why? Okay. So, you know, I may not act like this, but by not calling out certain people who do act like this, I'm perpetuating. Okay. I get it. I get it. You know, and, and, being able to take those, being able to be silent, take those lessons and apply them is, I think for us, the most crucial thing moving forward. It is super crucial, dude. You know how hard it is for me to be silent? And I got a loud yeah. motherfucking mouth, too. Yeah. <laughs> me, too. I hear shit. I hear shit. And I just want to, oh, motherfucker. I got First opinions about everything, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and But it takes a man to actually learn to mm-hmm. be silent sometimes, right? Yeah. How difficult is that for you and me, Jason, Jeffrey? It's, I mean, it's difficult for me. I can tell you that. It's tough. Yeah. But you know what? Oh, all three man. of the lessons, all three things that we want to emulate as men aren't male sort of things. Like women and men could both use those life lessons. Yep. That's what's mm-hmm. so weird and amazing about this wanting to know what a man is and wanting to be more manly. Like, what is it? I mean, yeah. if you're if you're if you wear pink panties, are you less of a man? You know what I mean? I don't think so. I think I think having confidence and owning your decisions and the repercussions of your decisions is being a human. It's what I want everyone to be like. But as a man, I want to do that. I want to own my own shit. You know, yeah. what I do, what I say, I did it. I said it. You know? Yep. Admit when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Pass that lesson on. Learn that lesson. Whatever. Take your lashing. Guess what? Yep. I made that mistake. Right. I admit I am wrong. You know. Yeah. That's a big thing. You know. I just want to be able to like walk into a world where, where you know what, you see a fucking a gorgeous woman or a gorgeous man, and you're like, damn, you know, fuck, that's beautiful. Yeah. Right. You know. And I practice that every fucking day. I try to do that. It's like, man, that's that's a fucking handsome dude right there. Look at that guy. Look at the cheeks on that dude. You don't want to objectify the son of a bitch, but at the same time, you want to be, you know, be confident in yourself. Like, man, that's a, you know what? Handsome dude. What a beautiful woman. You know what I mean? Hey, what beautiful kids. What a beautiful fucking family. Yeah. Motherfuckers, man. You know what I mean? We should be able to live in a world where we don't have to, you know, live in fear of being judged, though, you know, Mm -hmm. which is always going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's always going to happen. But what are we being judged for if there's no definition? That's my point. You know, the, the, we're being judged on somebody else's definition and that's the real answer. Yeah, you right. know, that's, that's the real answer. Everybody has their own definition. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you fall outside of that box, right. you're less than, and that's, yeah. and, and, and that's the, that's the biggest problem is, is that mm-hmm. while the three of us can sit down and objectively come up with a definition or in most cases, it seems like a lack thereof, you know, it's really, it's, it's not a box. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an open world that has very few rules that, you know, we've, we've, we've put on purpose because when you start limiting that, when you start limiting what you put into that definition, it's, that's when you start to, that's where people want to be able to classify you as an other. Right. Mm -hmm. And and the fact of the matter is is that that what's in that box changes, and and it's changed from from you know the 1950s to now. It's changed from the 1800s mm-hmm. to now. It's changed from the 1500s to now. It's changed from the 1000s to now. It's changed from you know zero A.D. to now. It's changed from Jeffrey was 10 to Jeffrey is this age 
You know what I 100%. mean? As a person, 100%. what you thought was a man changed. I know I used to think I needed stubble on my face to be a man. And then I realized that women don't want you kiss you with stubble. So being a man means kissing a woman. I need to get rid of the stubble <laughs> or go like you do full on. You know what I mean? Soft that's hair. Why, that's why I got a beard because <laughs> fuck all that. <laughs> but I did, I did want to leave that. I was hoping that this conversation would be left open-ended so that people would stop and think to themselves, what do I really think? a man is yeah you know Mm -hmm. like somebody that doesn't doesn't um identify one way or another has male attributes and at times could be more manly than me when i'm being sensitive and sweet you know what i mean and so that's so weird to me like you were talking about service men and women and i thought to myself i want to change that term to fighting folks because there's Mm -hmm. more than just men and women in the army there's Mm -hmm transitioning and so we need to get past that that there's only men and women there you know because of that other thing you were talking about Mm -hmm. it's the the we have placed these boxes uh, and and for reasons for reasons unknown you know (laughs) and 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 we allow that definition to change and i'm sure that if you ask the question of what is a woman that that definition has changed multiple times too what does it mean to actually just be a person? Like if, 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 because we're all people, right. That's really, you know, what, what does it mean to be a good person? It's really the question that we, you know, we really need to be asking and and answering because being a good man or a good woman just simply means being a good person. Just be a good person, man, woman, the entire spectrum. Yeah. Veterinary. Yeah. It doesn't even matter, man. I mean, if you're able to be nurturing mm-hmm. and caring and strong, it does it, it it's not identified by man or woman at this point, you know. Right. I mean? If you're a great person, a great human, you're nurturing, you're caring, you're supportive, you're loving, you're you're all these amazing things that used to be narrowed down to a woman or a yeah. man. Now it's right. how are you to be a great human, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that means just taking care of what's next and what's in front of you. Like I said, if I'm doing the dishes because my wife cooked dinner and then I'm doing the laundry because she's walking the dog or I'm changing the sheets and she's getting the blankets out of the dryer, it's just whoever's what's next. And if I have to be effort, if I have to be sweet and hold a little baby and and think it's the cutest thing in the world and smell baby powder, I'll do that. And if I got to throw fists or something, because somebody is disrespecting my friends, I'll do that too. And if one of my gay friends is getting picked on for being gay, I'm going to stand right behind him and claim to be gay. That's what I'm going to do as a man is take care of what's next on the list to be taken care of. You know, and I would just, you know, I I would even say, don't, don't claim to be gay. Just be like, why is it a fucking problem? Why is it a problem? Exactly. It's not. Why why stand behind him? Why not beside him? Beside him behind him yeah. wherever it needs depends on his size i guess <laughs> <laughs> i'm standing right next to my friend i don't give a shit you know well, that's like, my point yeah is that you're going I, to war my, my friend my friend might need to grab me and hold me back because i might be the one going in swinging first you Bye. might be the guy eating that person after you swing on him too so i better hold you back bro <laughs> that's my point i am fully going to support people and that's yeah. that's friends and strangers you know, right, I've yes. gotten out of the car to help people push their cars out, out of the snow. I've I've helped people get their groceries when they spill them. It's just doing what's next as a human. Yes, and I like yes. that. And it, it, it just goes back to that whole, you know, it goes to the whole discussion of, you know, what rights do we have and mm. what rights have been taken away from others? The answer is, is that the three of us here know that we have a lot of rights that other people don't have. And mm. we've got to be the ones that say, you know what? just because just because these people should have these rights that doesn't mean that the three of us have less rights right Right. you know i agree uh you know we while there are people that are going to be out there you know on the front lines fighting it it's also it's our job to support in the ways that we are asked of yeah yeah and i think it's our goal to make people stop and think about these things they think are obvious like yep. what is a man suddenly somebody's walking around like wow what is a man and i like the idea of that i hope mm-hmm. we changed a mind just by getting somebody to think about a question they never would have thought of right right i agree 
And I'm so mm-hmm. happy to have you all here to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of I'm the, I'm the, the primitive guy. Je- Jeffrey's the, the brain. I oh, fucking love it. No, I, 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 was, I was telling Jeffrey, I was like, the thing is, is that you, Jeffrey and I are a lot like the right side of the brain. But mm-hmm. Devi and you, you're the left side of the brain, and it just feels unbalanced without having representation <laughs> from one of you here. Because right. Adam has a beard is big on mental health. It's big Huge. on men being sensitive, being real. It's about people connecting. It's about all of those emotional things that go into it. Not a bill, not a policy, but why people feel the way they do and that's why it's important to have adam as a beard in the network you know i i love being part of this network i do i really truly do i see people like i have a friend uh by the name of danica who is hardcore feminist now being hardcore feminist doesn't mean necessarily that she hates anybody it just means that she believes in a certain set of rules mm-hmm. that are or guidelines that i happen to side with and i'm like well shit why can't a woman not have to be you know, cat called all the time. Well, why can't, hey, right. if you're going to slide into this girl's DMs, why can't you say it publicly? Right. You know I, mean? I mean, so I side with her 100%. And so, like, for me, you know, for Ahab, for who, who is now run by, well, Sean took a job, so we'll see you later, Sean. But, but I mean, but now that I'm on that 100%, I'm still trying to strive to be a better co-host or be a, a better host yeah. and being broader messages and more attention to the focus of, of these things like feminism, um, mm-hmm. people transitioning, people, you know, people's mental health, people learning, people growing. I mean, I, I, I strongly believe in that. Uh, you believed in that when, when I came to you with like, Hey man, I got an idea for a podcast. You're like, let's do it. Yeah, and then I <laughs> stayed out of the way and let you evolve it the way you wanted, you know, and you just did that. And so I think that by, yeah. by having, you know, believing in that mental health and believing in, in the mental growth and believing in, and, and loving everybody for who they are. Yeah. And I, and I say it till I'm blue in the fucking face, man, everybody love everybody. And I fucking mean it yeah. because there is like, there's no room for hatred. There's no room. I don't give a shit what color they are. I don't give a shit what gender they are, what they, what, what the pronouns they use. Right. If you're a kind fucking human, you have me as an ally. And mm-hmm. it's when you turn shitty right? and I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like you think about it, it, it takes so much energy just to be a dickhead to people. Yes, yeah, it does. I'm right? all about you be, do the lazy thing and just be good to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I just move on so fast. Thing. Like I was saying, I think in the first hour, when somebody shows me they're an asshole, I say, thank you and move on. I just don't yes. want to be 20 years after we meet, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hundred percent, I agree with you, man. I mean, how many times have I had that done? Yeah. Like, oh shit, man, I've known you all my life. Oh, you're an asshole. Damn, right. oh, fuck, fuck. I grew up and you didn't. Ah, damn. Like, it. like the only hard thing about being a good person is, is when you learn a new lesson and implementing it. Really, that's yeah. that should be the hardest part about it. And yeah. and trust me, I've had I've had to take some time to learn some things, especially mm-hmm. lately. And you know what? It's it you end up being the better person for it because then it's mm-hmm. like, well, why was I that way to begin with? What, right. what work was I putting in in order to maintain this? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So I had a friend that showed me that I assumed every woman I saw had something that I was entitled to. And I didn't wow. realize, I didn't realize it until I met her. Then I was just like, well, what am I going to get from her? And she was constantly saying, you're not entitled to anything here. And I would be like, thank you. And we'd go out and I'd look at a girl and she'd be like, you're not entitled to anything she has to offer either. And I was like, thank you. And I I humbled me, man, because you look at a woman in the store and you're like, oh, I want to get to know her. And you're like, hi, can we go out and date and have sex? And she's like, no. And you're like, well, how about if I just get your number? And she's like, no. And you're like, how about whatever's next until she gives you something, right? You're not entitled to anything. Like you're invading her space just simply by going over there. Now, if you look at her and she looks at you and you decide to connect, that's a different story. You know what I mean? I'm not entitled to anything that anybody else Else on the planet has to offer. Oh. Yeah, I, I love. See, my favorite thing to do is like when I go out. Doesn't matter where I go out. You know what I mean? I like to see people. I like to see people. Yeah. Fuck. You know what I mean? 
you know, you, you like you to know see how, people fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like go out, people fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to see people. You know, sometimes they get themselves ready. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just get out and they're out. You know yeah. what I mean? And just to see their their true natural beauty, or to see them, you know, what they took the time to put on their makeup. You know, that's a lot of fucking effort to put on makeup. Yeah, you know, for them to. But they're not specifically asking for anybody's attention. They're just saying, man, fuck. I feel confident today. I put on makeup. I did my fucking face. I did my yeah. hair, whatever the fuck that is they did. And it makes them look beautiful. Hey, how about this? Man, how about this? Admire from a from a distance. Look at them. Oh, fuck, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, Move yeah. on. Move on. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't dwell on the fucking looking at her cheeks. Or that's anything. right. That's right. You know? I mean, I try my hardest to not be that primitive caveman because I don't mm-hmm. believe that I want my daughter to go out and and taking the time to do her makeup the way she does right. and her hair the way she does. I don't want some fucking asshole be like, oh, man, fuck, you know. And I'm not saying that you're an asshole, Jason, by any means. No, what it's, it's, what, it's who I was. I evolved because of a strong woman like Jeffrey has. I was just yes. thinking about how lucky he has to have Devi. So where every time he comes up to a questionable barrier, uh, they're there to kind of say. I love that. No. I love that. Mm-hmm. Like I have yeah. a friend, Lexi. And she's super patient with me. And sometimes I'm kind of caveman-y about it. And then I come back and I explain like, all right, I thought it through. You're right. You know, and she gives me this total space to do that. You know, Man. it's as long as That's I'm amazing. evolving, then I get, I get the politeness. If I'm not evolving though, these women that I've brought into my life, these strong women, they will drop me in a heartbeat because mm-hmm. I'm 100%. not evolving. Cause I'm not, right. I'm not learning. Not my learning. Lessons, right. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing, man. I'm glad that we're all evolving and aware. That's the big thing, too. Yeah. Is are we aware? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's one of the biggest. That's one of the biggest challenges is, is that, man. You know, it's it's easy to sit down and keep doing some things that you've been doing for your entire life, and then, you know, finally you get called out onto the carpet, and then it's like mm-hmm. now you're aware of it. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? What are you? Like, gonna are you actually going to? Are you actually going to learn your lesson? Are you actually going to make changes yeah. or are you going to, you know, choose the path of willful ignorance and I'll be an asshole. Yeah. But yeah. I always say ignorance is a lack of knowing stupidity is knowing, but still remaining the same, you know what Damn. I mean? <laughs> so, I don't mind ignorant people. I hate stupid people. Cause once you know, 100%. decided to be an asshole, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that yeah. goes for anybody, anybody, yeah. anywhere. But mm-hmm. I want to say what Adam was saying is so true because one of the most beautiful things on the planet is a perfectly happy person. So 100%. Not, mm-hmm. not worried, not feeling like not safe. Somebody that's just happy and just babbling and laughing and just spilling things. I love people that are happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. One of my favorite people to go see is, is Mix Debbie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I go out there, we sit there, we laugh, right? Yeah. And she's happy. I mean, I don't. I, I, I go in there, sure, to get my hair cut, but man, I'm seeing a friend, you know what I mean? And, yeah, right. And I, I it's it's amazing because I just, I know that when I'm in there getting my hair cut, I'm going to fucking laugh for a good 35, 45 minutes, however long my hair. And not only am I laughing, when I'm done laughing, I'm leaving, my fucking face is like, ah, oh, fuck, she fucking killed me. Yeah. I'm fucking dying. My face is not fucking right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've been laughing for 45 fucking minutes, That'd you know? Best. You know, the other person I like talking to is like, it's Jeffrey. Fuck, man. I, yeah. I said, how many messages do you send me back and forth? You send me pictures and I'm fucking dying. But and I know what? My boy is happy. And he sent me messages and it makes me fucking happy. It makes me laugh. But I talked to Jason. I learned something, yeah. you know, and I'm always fucking laughing. We're like, you know, it's like, you know, like yesterday, you sent me messages. Hey, bro, you know, this is not my like, fuck, dude. This would be my honor to come fucking be on your show, dude. Hell yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So being being around happy people, man, it's a fucking good thing. You know what I mean? It's a great thing. And I think people don't realize that that your mental health is really greatly affected by the people that you surround yourself with. Oh, huge, huge, huge. You know? So that's a big factor too. Mental health is is strong with these two right here. These two, one, two. You know what I'm saying? Mental health is a very aware thing. Be be cognizant of what you bring into your circle because it'll ultimately kill you. Yeah, and, yeah. and and that's the thing is like mental health and mental health is a lot of work and you have to be willing to put in that work, yeah. you know, and you, you can make excuses as long as you want, but it's on you ultimately to take care of your own mental health yeah. 
or, you know, you might end up getting, uh, you know, the boot in the ass that you didn't know you needed and it's going to sting a little bit until you start doing the work. Exactly. And you got to be aware of your mental health affecting other people's mental health. And yes. other people have to be aware that other people's mental health is affecting their mental health. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's, 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 sometimes that's... it's your life lesson to learn. And other times you're just support for other people learning their yes. life lesson and don't get in their way. Like don't yeah. prevent them from learning something, but also don't allow somebody to prevent you from learning as well. You know, you know, yeah. that, that mental health aspect of knowing, like knowing your own limits you know, that's something that I've had to, had to work on teaching, you know, my kids, you know, yeah, because, Mm -hmm. because you being a kind person and wanting to help everybody, you know, you still have to know your own limits before it starts affecting, affecting your own mental health negatively. And that's hundred percent. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yep. And how much are you, how many, how many times are you saving other people, but forget to save yourself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody told me they write a list every day of the things they're grateful for. And I asked her, how often are you on the list? And she was, damn. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. You know, <laughs> somebody said, I'm tired of being a backup plan to other people. And I was like, then put yourself first because you're the one that matters. It's these mm-hmm. simple little things that people don't realize. I believe that if I can make a decision that lifts two people up or more, then it's a decision worth making, right? Yep, and, right? But if it's something that only affects me, I don't, I'll do whatever I want. But I'm going to try and make the right decision when it when it affects Adam or Jeffrey. So here's mm-hmm. the question then. I'm going to go with Jeffrey first because I surprised Adam initially. What, what's a great manly movie? Mm. I know because he did The Expendables yes, last week, so he can't say it again this week. <laughs> <laughs> You son of a bitch. Yeah, right. Um, well, I got a good one. Good. If you ask me. Oh, yeah, you're not. Go, go, no, go at, put, put Adam on the spot for this one. Uh, it's right. going to take me a minute to think about this one. So, Adam, what's a manly movie? Hate me if you want, dude. Good manly movie. The Notebook. Mm. Whoa, okay. Tell nice. me I'm fucking wrong, man. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. The man lived out his days loving one fucking woman one woman that movie makes my father-in-law cry he's a like a 80 year old filipino guy loves the notebook makes you watch it when you go over there and cries all the way through it yep yep let me tell you that movie affected me pretty intense nice Mm -hmm. pretty Uh, fucking manly that's that's, that's a good one that is actually a really good one yeah. Fight me, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm knocking on the front door. Tell me here to fight me. Go ahead. <laughs> the Notebook, the man, the Notebook ever. Okay. Uh, ooh. Uh, let's see here. Manly sweet. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to go with. And, and, and y'all gonna have to fight me on this one. What, give me your address. Text me to me. <laughs> you haven't even said it yet. <laughs> Tremors. I'm on my way. Oh, oh fucking! Where are my keys? Give me <laughs> my fucking keys! Get my fucking keys! I'm fucking fighting somebody. Fucking socks, dildo. What the fuck? I can't find my keys. God, Wait, you're gonna show it. up with a dildo and a sock? So fucking in a sock, bro. Why tremors? Why tremors? Why tremors? Well, you think about it. You're up against an unknown, and everybody gets involved in trying to fight this unknown thing. I mean, let's be real realistic. You've got Kevin Bacon, the height of Kevin Bacon. You've mm. got this unknown, mm. you've got this unknown alien, uh, you know, supposedly alien, uh, but pre-Cambrian life form that's eating people. <laughs> and oh. everybody gets involved in trying to get to safety. I mean, Reba <laughs> McIntyre was in that movie and she's shooting some big ass fucking guns. Oh. It's because she's a woman, dude. She's a fucking tank, is what she is. <laughs> Reba, so, if you're ever in Florida, you come and visit me. Reba, so, if you're ever in Washington, come visit me and Jeffrey. Oh. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna go with Tremors because, let's be realistic, that movie was just absolutely over the top, absurd guns, explosions, people trying to fight yeah. uh, the unknown together. I'm still saying the Notebook. The notebook, the notebook. The notebook. 
Initially, I thought I thought to myself, oh. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Mr. White and Mr. Pink and Mr. Yellow mm. and Mr. Brown. And I loved it. It was just such a manly sort of movie. But now I'm thinking Howard the Duck because it's the biggest laughing stock I could think of. And maybe that's a better <laughs> better better thing for what is a man. Howard the Duck, maybe better. And see, that's what I'm saying with it. What is a man? You know, yeah. The notebook. The notebook, bro. Nice. I like this. Howard the Duck. Howard, yeah, you made an appearance weird, in the Marvel Universe. Uh, <laughs> such a weird fucking movie. Fantastic movie, though. <laughs> you know? Oh my god! What next? Alf. Alf. Damn. Uh, no, I did like Alf though. Hi, Joe yeah. kids. Hi, Joe cats. <laughs> Coming next on Public Access America. What makes a pet? What makes yeah. a pet? What makes a child? No. <laughs> what pay, what makes a pet? Oh, well, you see, if you put a collar around their neck and then put a chain. Wait, hold on. Oh, wait uh, a that, minute. That also makes a great sense. You know what I mean? Oh shit, dude! <laughs> Hell yeah. I have, I have non-pet collars in my in my totes in my room. Ew. <laughs> love it so everybody don't forget to listen to our go check out inspirations beyond disabilities that was a great conversation that also involved what what it means to be a man go check out adam has a beard because i listen to every episode even though he you changed streams motherfucker you know what i I mean so i had to go and search for you again but there's adam has a beard has a new stream so go look it up you'll find it Mm -hmm. go find it We'll talk about that later because I I need help. I don't know what the fuck happened. You're, you're doing just fine. You're doing just fine. Adam has a beard. It's yours is the only feed anybody's ever going to find. But then come back and listen to Public Access America. It's this great thing involving a whole bunch of really good people having real conversations about real situations. And the more perspectives we involve in this, the more solutions we're going to come up that benefit more people. You know, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And if yeah, thanks for having me on the show, man. Thank you for, uh, yeah. for including yeah. this little caveman over here to, <laughs> to you guys' <laughs> show. I, I love the fact that every time I listen to you guys, I learn a different perspective. I learn something different. I learn something new. I learn something way more technical than I could even think of. You know what I mean? And me so, too. I, mm-hmm. I love you guys for that, man. You guys are, you guys are fucking brilliant. Me too. Yeah. One day we were, Jeffrey's like, I'm just going to put Devi on because I don't feel qualified for this conversation. And I was like, then why am I the idiot that has to stay? You know, <laughs> I'm not qualified either. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. You're going to get owned. <laughs> yeah. But here's, here's my secret. I love, I fall in love with people that teach me lessons like that. Yes. That put me in my place. I, yep. I, because the worst thing as a man is to be all gloating and boastful and find out that people are laughing at you because you're so yeah. wrong i want to yeah. stay humble because when people say that's amazing i want to be like thanks you know what I mean? yes be humble and thanks thank you very much be thank humble you, and thankful thank you for listening to public access America. to those who would tear the world down we will defeat you this is our moment this is our time to those who seek peace and security we support you yes we can and to all Live streams on YouTube. I wanted to run out of that tunnel.
from my dad. On Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher Smart, Smart Radio, Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.